0: It is day 5 of Daph Gimel. We are holding the Gemara and Daph Gimel on the base 12 lines up from the bottom of the page. We've been learning about the new year for kings and we've said already in the Gomorrah that when it comes to Jewish kings, the new year is the first of Nisan, that we learnt in the Mishnah. But the Gomorrah said when it comes to non-Jewish kings, the new year begins on the first day of Tishrei. The Gomorrah is actually going to challenge that today, but before we look into the Gomorrah, let's just recap on a little bit of the history, which is going to give us some context for the Gemara we're going to learn. We learned yesterday about Nehemiah. Nehemiah heard from his friend Hanani that Jerusalem was not in a good way, and the Jewish people living in Jerusalem were not in a good way. And Nehemiah beseeched the king, who he served, to allow him to spend some time in Jerusalem rebuilding and repairing. Now, this occurred after the rebuilding of the temple. That's what we mentioned earlier in the week when we went through the history. This happened actually after the rebuilding of the temple. If we rewind a little bit in history, we mentioned four kings. We had Daryovesh the Mede. Then we had Cyrus, Cyrus who allowed the Jewish people, advised them to go back and start rebuilding the temple. Then we had Achashverosh. And then we had Daryovish the Persian. And we said in the second year of Dayovish the Persian's reign, the prophets Chagai and Zachariah prophesied that the Jews should begin again building the temple without waiting for official permission. And when the enemies of the Jews protested that, Darius investigated and discovered the original proclamation that Koresh had given permission for the temple to be rebuilt and he reaffirmed that permission and work on the temple then continued. We said then that the temple work was completed. The base Amikdash was rebuilt, the second base Amikdash, on the third day of Adar in the sixth year of Thayyobesh's reign. And we're going to see more about that today. Just over a month later, on the 14th of Nisan, the Korban Pesach was offered for the first time since the destruction of the first base Amikdash. And after that, Ezra arrived in Jerusalem. He arrived in Av the following year. In other words, it was not in the sixth year of the reign of that king, of the Yavesh, rather in the seventh year of the king. He set out on the first day of Nisan, but it wasn't the first day of Nisan. Immediately after the Adar in which the temple was completed, just a month later, it was actually the first of Nisan in the following year. It took him several months to get there, so he arrived in Jerusalem about a year and a half after the temple was completed, and that we're going to learn was in the seventh year of the reign of the king, and he brought with him a letter from the king authorizing him to call upon the resources of the local Persian officials. So with that background, we can now re-enter the Gemara. The Gemara is going to challenge this notion that Gentile kings have the years of their reign counted from the first of Tishrei and not the first of Nisan. The Gemara says, Masav Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef challenged this from the following psukim. These are psukim in Chagai, describing events that we've just mentioned in our recap of the history. The passage says in Chagai chapter 1, B'yom esrim On the 24th day of the month, b'ashishi, In the 6th month, in other words in Elul, Bishnashtaim no Dayovish in the second year of the reign of Daryovish. So we're in Elul in the second year of the reign of Dayovish. Now, if the years of a Gentile king are counted from Tishrei, then Elul is the very last month in any given year of the reign of Dayovish, who's a Gentile king. So Elul would be the last month in the second year of the reign of Daryovish. But the very next Pasuk says Bashavii, in the seventh month, in other words in Tishrei, the very next month after El, on the 21st day of the month, the word of Hashem came through Chagai, the prophet, etc. Now this second Pasuk doesn't make any mention of which year it is in the reign of the Ayavish. It almost seems, or it does seem implied, that the Pasuk is accepting that we're in the same year of the reign of Dovid as the previous pasuk, because the second pasuk doesn't make any reference to the year. It just says we're in the seventh month in Tishrei on the twenty-first day of the month. Vemisa, if Tishrei is the new year for gentile kings, then this second pasuk, which took place in Tishrei, if Tishrei is the beginning of the new year for gentile kings, then the pasuk should say in the seventh month in the third year of the reign of Daryovish. That's what the Pasuk should say. Because we've ticked over into the new year. It's not the seventh month in the second year. It's the seventh month in the third year. So if, if Tishrei is the beginning of the new year for Gentile kings, why does the Pasuk not tell us that it's the third year? Why does the Pasuk let us assume that we're still in the second year when we've actually ticked over into a new year for the Gentile king Daryovish? So the Gemara answers with a statement made elsewhere by Rabbi Avoh. Amr um, Rabbi Avoh, Rabbi Avoh said, Koresh, melech kosher haya. Koresh was a Melech Kosher, a kosher king, in other words, a virtuous king. And therefore, since he was a good guy, they reckoned his reign as they would for kings of Israel from Nisan. In other words, generally speaking, Gentile kings have the years of their reign counted from Tishrei. But Koresh was different. He was a good guy, he was a melech kasher, and therefore they treated him like a Jewish king when it came to counting the years of his reign. Now even though we're talking about Daryovesh in the Psukim, and Koresh, as we've explained, was the king that preceded Daryovesh the Persian by some two kings, that before Daryovesh the Persian was Achashverosh, and before that was Koresh, nonetheless the Gemara is going to explain shortly that actually There was a second Kurish. There was the Kurish that came before Daryovish, two kings before him, before Achashveresh. And then there was a Kurish which was just another name for Daryovish. And when Rabbi Avoh says that Kurish was a Melech Kosher, he's actually talking about the king that we know as Daryovish the Persian. And therefore, the Gemara is telling us Kurish, who is the same person, it's another name for Daryovish the Persian, a different Kurish to the one we mentioned in our preamble and our history lesson that Dariyavesh, who's also sometimes called courage, he was a good guy and therefore he's actually counted from Nisan. If he's counted from Nisan like a Jewish king that's why these Psukim and Chagai don't tell us that when we tick over into Tishrei we're in a new year because for Dariyavesh Tishrei is not the new year, it's actually the same year as the Elul that preceded it. Now Rav Yosef objects to this answer, he asked two challenges on this answer. Maskeflah of Yosef, of Yosef objected to this. Chadar first of all, the Im Kane Kashukrayadhi. If it's true that Daryovish's years were actually reckoned from Nisan, Daryovish the Persian, the Gemara is now saying his new year was Nisan like a Jewish king, then we've got a problem with two Psukim that are gonna contradict one another. What are the two Psukim that are gonna contradict one another? So these are Psukim in the Book of Ezra the Pasuk says in the book of Ezra, chapter 6, This temple was completed on the third day of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Daryovish. This we mentioned already in the preamble in the history, that the temple was completed, the second temple, in Adar, the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of Daryovish. Now, we also mentioned in the preamble that Ezra left Babylonia to go to Israel, to go to Eretz Israel after the temple was completed, and he left in Nisan. And that's actually explicit in a pasuk in Ezra, the Gomorrah doesn't quote it here, that Ezra left Babylonia in Nisan. So the Gomorrah says, which Nisan was it? Was it the Nisan immediately after the Adar, when the temple was completed? Or was it a year and a month later? And we said earlier it was a year and a month later. That's what we said in the history lesson. That's based on this Gemara. The Gemara says, Vatanya, it was taught in a brisa. But O Sizman, around that time of year, in other words, around Adar time when the temple was completed, but Lashonah a year later, a year and a month later, then Allah Ezra Mibavel, Ezra went up from Babylonia with his party of exiles. That Ezra left Babylonia a year and a month after the temple was completed, he left in Nisan. And the Pasuk says in Ezra about when Ezra arrived in Eretz Israel from Babylonia, because it wasn't a short journey. He left in Nisan a year and a month after the temple was completed. And the Pasuk says when he arrived, He arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month. In other words, in Av. In the seventh year of the king. In the seventh year of the king. So we have one Pasuk that says that in Adar, the temple was completed in the sixth year of the reign of Darius, And then Ezra arrived in Jerusalem a year and five months later. He arrives in Jerusalem in Av, which is now the seventh year of the reign of Darius, according to the second passage. So the Gomorrah says, wait a minute, the maths doesn't make sense. If the reign of Yahweh starts in Nisan and it resets and the new year takes over in Nisan, then that second pasuk shouldn't say it was the seventh year of the reign of Yahweh when Ezra arrived in Israel. It should say it was the eighth year because the temple was completed in Adar in the sixth year. Ezra left about a year later. Say he left in Adar, Nisan a year later, so the Adar of the following year would be the seventh year of the king's reign. The Nisan, a month after that, would be the eighth year already because you tick over a new year when you enter Nisan. By the time you get to Av, five months later, it's still the eighth year. So how do you end up with the seventh year? If the reign of Yovish is reckoned from Nisan, then surely we should end up being in the eighth year by the time Ezra arrives in Eretz Israel from Babylonia. And that is the question of the Gomorrah. It doesn't make sense if you say Dayovish's reign is counted from Nisan. Because then instead of saying the seventh year, this passage should tell us that Ezra is actually entering Israel in the eighth year of the king. So that's question number one on the answer the Gomorrah gave that Cyrus is a Melech Kasher. He's a virtuous king and therefore he's counted, his years are counted from Nisan and not from Tishrei like all other non-Jewish kings. But oh, then a second challenge to this answer. midomi. Is it comparable? And this is the more simple of the two questions. We mentioned this when we mentioned the answer of the Gemara, that we were talking about Daryavish, And Rabbi Avoh's statement is talking about Kurish. Rabbi Avoh said Kurish was a virtuous king. We don't care about Kurish. Kurish came two kings before Daryovesh. We're talking about Daryovesh. How does it help us to tell us that Kurish was a virtuous king when we're talking about Daryovesh? So the Gemara answers the second question first. Tana, a Tana taught in a Prysa, who Koresh, who Daryovish, who Artach Shasta. The same person is, K- is called Koresh, Daryovish, and Artach There were two Koreshes. There was the Koresh that came before Achashverosh, who initially had told the Jewish people to go back to Israel and rebuild the temple. And then there was the Koresh, which was just another name for Daryovesh the Persian. Why was he called Koresh and Daryovish and Artachshasta? Well, Koresh, Shemelech Kosher he was called Koresh because he was a virtuous king, and Koresh is a little bit like the word Kasher, virtuous, good, kosher. He's a kosher king. Artaxshata, Hashem He was called Artaxshata on account of his royalty, as we mentioned already previously. Shasta is just like the way we call all the Egyptian kings, Paro, Pharaoh. So they called all the Persian kings Artaxshata. It's just a title. Umashmoy, and what is his name? Daryovishmoy. His name is Daryovish, that's his real name. So that's the answer to the second question, that there were two Kurishes and when Rabbi Avol says Kurush was a Melech Kosher, he's actually talking about the person we know to be Daryavesh. However, the Gemara hasn't yet answered the first question, which is, if you're going to tell me Daryavesh's reign is reckoned from Nisan, then we've got a problem with the Psukim when Ezra arrives in Eretz Yisrael because he arrives in Eretz Yisrael in the 8th year of the reign of Daryavesh when the Pasuk in Ezra tells us it was the 7th year. We're going to hold it for today and continue with the answer to that question on Monday. I wish you all a very good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom to you all.